Hey, raise it up, why? Raise it up. <laughs> is yet another episode of Raise It Up Why the podcast. We are coming to you today, the last Thursday of August 2019, uh, for an episode today that we're calling an AA meeting. All right. Uh, many of you might know this acronym because it comes from the world of recovery, you know, within uh, addictions and things of that nature. And AA in that sense stands for Alcoholics Anonymous. However, today I wanted to do a different spin on an AA meeting and I want to call this a meeting of alignment and allowance. All right. Today is an alignment and an allowance meeting, which is pretty funny because those two features, alignment and allowance, are also pretty instrumental in uh, the faith-based over 80% or about at the last time that I studied it, 80% successful AA uh, recovery model for addictions. So uh, it's pretty cool because we have some good stuff coming at you. It's crazy because you know, we're here in sunny Los Angeles and beautiful Southern California, and I thought I felt another earthquake. And so I'm going to say we didn't, so we're going to keep on going. But one of the last times we were filming, there was some uh, fun little lateral activity happening, and, you know, Nipsey was upstairs teaching God how to crip walk. So we, without further ado, is going to get into today's episode, our first AA meeting, an alignment and an allowance meeting. Um, also, today's segments are going to cover do a ditty, raise them up, and a hashtag high why before I do some YN's words of wisdom, pay my dues and get on out of this thing. All right. Today will probably be one of the shorter podcasts. Uh, we've been getting successfully longer <laughs> and more lengthy only because the conversation has just been that good, man. We've had some good stuff going on, but I wanted to get you guys in and out today just for a nice little pick-me-up, a little recharge session today. So you know how we do. First, we got to start with some grounding, all right? So let's get ready to create some distance as you all know, in my therapeutic world, I am an MSW, a master of social work. And being that master of social work, this trained therapist likes to take you into a state of a mild form of meditation even. And I want to ground you all, again, creating some separation from this moment right now and wherever you were previously. So if you're riding in your car, Feel free to keep your eyes open. <laughs> Do not let these beautiful, soothing words or my calming lullaby voice influence you, you know, to slow your roll, unless you're going too fast. You know how that goes. Uh, also, 
if you're anywhere else in the world and you can and you so desire, why don't you go ahead and close your eyes and get ready to ground yourself here with us today, all right? And I want you to take a moment to be here with me. Hear my voice. Feel your feet. Even wiggle your toes. Go ahead and touch your nose. Just to remind yourself that you're here. Breathe a breath in. Blow a breath out. Again, do that in through your nose and out through your mouth. And just take a moment to own this, this real miracle called life that you're breathing and winning just by you living this life. Just by spending this time with my voice right now, you're investing into your betterment. Sit with it and feel proud and welcome, all right? Let's go up. Uh, you all on every episode at the end of the episode for the last pay your dues have seen my second born. I do not have children. My second creation is my poetry book called Write Out. It is a July 2018 release that I concocted over a number of years. There are 26 pieces of poetry in there, as well as 26 beautiful photographs by my photographer, who also doubles as my editor, named Bananas Foster. His real name is... James Adams, but we call him Bananas Fosters. He introduced us to that, us meaning me and my family, to that dessert, and if you've never had it, you should try it, you are cheating yourself. However, today I wanted to give you a piece from my first book, 13. She started this whole thing, all right? Hold on, now she's in my braids. Uh, 13 started this whole ride, right? And, uh, there's a particular poem in here that kind of goes along with alignment and allowance. Really, I would say even that it kind of goes with the idea of understanding and knowing and loving uh, who you are and the reasons that you should, you understand. So uh, I'm going to give you a piece of this. It's called Blue Rose. And uh, I think there's another song in front of it. Uh, Blue roses, what describes you like to a tea? You and me feel like poetry. Yeah. So sweet, like a honey waterfall. You want my company, you've got it all. Shine so true, so blue. Na 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 
Na, 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 na. Behold its beauty. Admire its strength. Ponder its duty. One or a dozen to take. God broke the true mold, for it's a new rose, young and old. Behold new gold, the blue rose, more alluring than diamonds, more tempting than sex, <laughs> more secure than iron. She's addictive, like cigarettes. God broke the true mold, for this is a new rose, young and old. Behold, new gold, the blue rose. It helps celebrate highs, it consoles the lows, it provokes joyous sighs, ooh, hushes, pitiful woes. God broke the true mold, this is a new rose, young and old. Behold, new gold, the blue rose. Well, pink, greened with envy, yellow, she reddened in madness, and white, browned in disdain, basically wilted in sadness. What makes it sparkle? What trick makes it shine? Such amazing blue color. Ooh, to think, it's all mine. God broke the true mold. It is a new rose, young and old. Behold, new gold, the blue rose. And while all of the crowds chattered and clamored in admiration, none seemed to notice old blue's color was fading. Every need met, each desire fulfilled. Well, that was an easy task for Blue. She even liked it until, well, until she fell ill, yeah? Her needs, they weren't met. But their greed was insatiable. Oh, they took what they could get. Death crept up her spine and through each Reaching thorn, settled in her petals now, so weak they'd torn. And her new look, worn, warranted some new acclaim. It's not blue anymore. It doesn't even own its name. Oh, they bickered and snickered. Insults were spat. They sniffed her and picked her up, then put her back. And in fact, they realized, oh, Blue, she was only a fad. Red is what's classic. It always lasts. They laughed. Oh, boy, they stabbed and threw jabs at little old Blue. Kicked her down to nothing after they robbed her hue. God broke the true mold for its, uh, it's a new rose, I guess. But young and old, behold, new gold, just some blue rose. My baby cousin, Chloe C.R. Warden, did some lovely 
illustrations for me. And when I told her this poem, she drew this sad kind of blue laced rose, fifth of 13 poems in my first poetry book that I released in 2008, 10 years before her successor, Miss Write Out. Um, and I wanted to use blue. Uh, let me explicate quickly that poem before I go into a raise them up. So I guess this would be a slight break it down. I didn't mean for it to, but it's a slight break it down. Let's do a slight break it down really quickly. An explication is a critical look at a piece of poetry, usually. But uh, I explicate song lyrics. I explicate uh, uh, raps and things like that because I think all of it feels like poetry. There's only poetry and prose. Prose is when you write a letter. Prose is when you write a five-paragraph essay uh, in college or, you know, in your classes in high school, you know. So it's either poetry or it's prose, right? And uh, poetry gets explicated and prose gets critically analyzed. So just to draw some comparisons, you guys know I'm an educator, a professor at Pasadena City College within the Ujima program. You know, I'm college educated with that Go Beach, you know, Long Beach State University all day. Holler if you're here. Uh, but... Quick explication of Blue Rose. I want you to realize uh, a Lauren Hill line in her, what is it, 98 release of the miseducation of Lauren Hill? I don't know what's up with all these fucking eights, bro. 98 is Lauren, 08 is 13, and 18 was right out. Orale. Anyways, uh, uh, Lauren Hill's Miseducation has a song on it called Superstar, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I think it's Superstar. And uh, yes, it is, because the line that I'm referring to, the, the chorus is, so you guys know, Come on, baby, light my fire. Everything you drop is so tired. Music is supposed to inspire. So how come we ain't getting no higher? And it's a real... <laughs> shit, it's probably more real today than it was back then, all right? Uh, but there's a line in the rap of that particular song. She said, And just like Jesus was a superstar, you stupid star, they'll hail you, then they'll nail you, no matter who you are. Basically saying... If people will treat the son of God any old kind of way, who are you to think that they won't do that to you just because you're a superstar? Just because Jesus and, and just like Jesus was a superstar, you stupid star, any star, whoever you are, they will hail you, celebrate you, think that you're wonderful. Then they will nail you literally nail you against the wall, nail you to the cross. Uh, this also is reminiscent of uh, Kendrick's 2015 To Pimp a Butterfly release, Mortal Man. Uh, oh, we were on that one. Terrace, uh, uh, Terrace Martin had invited me. Uh, that was one of the, the songs on which I was featured. Because it was not called Mortal Man at the time that we did it, I didn't get the album credit for it, but that's not the point. The reality is, uh, on Mortal Man, his chorus said, when shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? So, the question becomes, 
as a creator, and this is going back to the Blue Rose, as somebody who has a true hue, different from all of the rest, you know that blue roses don't naturally grow in nature, all right? Naturally grow in nature, that wasn't redundant. But a blue rose doesn't appear naturally, all right? You have to manufacture some stuff. So if there ever were some meadow out in who knows where somewhere that happened to spring up naturally a blue rose, it would be the new fad. It would be crazy. It would be one of those miraculous, once-in-a-lifetime magic things that kind of happens in life. And I think that each of us, especially as creators, I think that my voice is unique. You guys have heard me talk about that, especially on episode five, Sound Creators. You guys know I helped create a school with my homeboys from 1500 and nothing called uh, 1500 Sound Academy. And the series I teach there it's really not just a series, it's a tune-up for any creator kind of getting you to stay aligned and on your path as a creator because sometimes in this industry, you're rewarded for imitation as opposed to creation, uh, for, for your reaction more than your proaction, all right? And so the Sound Creator Series is where my therapeutic uh, uh, edutainment sides all get to collide and I get to feed into the creator, the blue rose, the person whose sound should sound like no other. The person that when you say their name, you should hear them. Cause I can say Quincy. I don't even have to say the Jones part. There are certain sonic memories that come with just saying that creator's name. I've already named two others, Kendrick and Lauren, El Boogie at that. Like, I'm giving you some of these people that you can say their names and the most notable sound from them follows. Without singing a song, without going in, that follows. So when you are a blue rose in this industry or in life, you are a creator of your own destiny as well. So you are a sound creator regardless if you do music or not. When you walk through this life, allowing yourself to be used by everyone for everyone else's personal gain, all right? Not tending to your own hue, making sure that you yourself, uh, uh, oh, I know I'm gonna say old girl's name wrong, fix my life. She told Oprah, I'm gonna go stab at it, Ayanla St. Venge, Ayanla, you guys know who I'm talking about. There's only one, her, and the fix my life woman gave Oprah some advice, and I saw this on an Oprah interview, so I didn't hear this woman say it for herself, but they were talking about the idea of you filling your cup first so that you might look selfish, but really you are self-sustaining. You are an independent, whole, human, adult person, however you want to look at it, sound creator. You fill up your you first. Whatever, if you're looking at this, like this cup analogy with water in it, once that cup is filled to the brim, you are 100% full, fulfilled, abundant, things like that. 
if you keep running water over that cup, you will have overflow. Well, guess what? What you are to give the world is that overflow. But that whole 100% in that cup, that's for you, boo. That is 100% what you need to keep you going. If your phone is charged only at 15%, that is not the time for you to look to see how to charge somebody sitting next to you. Even if they're your homeboy, even if they're your best friend, even if they're your lover, even if they're your mother or your father, if you are not completely whole and sustained, it is difficult to try to give to someone else. That's when you start to give from a place of scarcity instead of a place of abundance. And that shit gets tricky, like real tricky. So, blue in this particular poem represents us as sound creators, as individuals, as beautiful human beings. Only you can be your hue. Each of us has a thumbprint, fingerprints, even our voices are 100% uniquely distinct. They are a sonic fingerprint, our voices. So we are each unique. Once someone has decided that your voice means so much more than another person's voice, or your sound is the sound, and everyone attempts to take it, what they're doing is depleting. If you're not keeping you 100%, what's happening is, remember that cup analogy? People aren't taking the overflow because you're no longer fulfilled. People are starting to take that 100th percent, maybe the 98th percent. People can keep using you even, and they might use up into your 70th percent. But notice that you're going down, honey. Your fulfillment, your sense of self-awareness, your sense of keeping your vibration raised, all of the motivators for this podcast, if all of those things are being handed out and solicited to your listeners, to your fans, to your followers, to the people around you, to your friends, to your wife, your spouse, your mother, your son, I don't care who they're getting given out to, if you don't have 100% for you, hmm? how could you ever mentor someone else on how to be a fulfilled, full-filled individual? This poem, this poem called Blue Rose, is my ode to anyone who is unique, which is all of us, by the way. And it is my reminder that you, yes, you, whoever is listening to this here podcast or watching on YouTube, without tending to yourself, you can and will be used up by the masses who will hail you when they see that they can hardly get you. And once each of them have a piece of you, they will nail you to a cross when shit hits the fan, they won't be your fan. You will literally, uh, uh, Meek Mill last year put out an uh, album called Champions. He said, if you don't feed your wolves, they gonna put you on the menu. And that's exactly what I'm talking about, all right? So my quick explication of that poem is to say, with that break it down, make sure when you are walking through this life, you tend to your hue. You and your well-being are your responsibility. Your happiness, that's your responsibility. 
it's awesome when other people play into the co-creation of your happiness and you can smile and go out with them and, and have great times with them because you're going for brunch. Apparently that's really big around these 25 to 35 year olds. Everybody do brunch, niggas and brunch, niggas and brunch, right? So everybody gets their brunching on, right? So you have that, that's fun. You drink, that's fun. Everybody token, that's fun. Who could you, who could this, that's fun. You understand? But, uh, I want to I want to give you another tidbit. This is of course an edutainer piece. So the educator side of me is saying there's such thing as an impaired giver. And this is coming from my counseling 12 class that uh, I teach as a counselor at Pasadena City College. An impaired giver is an individual who gives without understanding where their boundaries are, what makes them, what breaks them. And after they've given to you, invested in you, even unto their debt, at the end of that, they expect, they're not givers because they're giving intrinsically, altruistically, and with good in their heart. They're giving as if they're investing. And at the end of the day, or at the end of a, uh, of a meal, or at the end of wherever what they've decided is their end, they're looking for a return on investment. And if you happen to be a sound creator, even a sound creator of your life, not just in the music industry, if you are a sound creator who says, oh, I, I thought you were giving with such a good heart, I, I only have for me, because that's all I know to be responsible for. I, I would love to help you become responsible for you as well, or, or not responsible, but response-able, able to respond to your own set of needs, right? I wanna help you in that. An impaired giver, would now house resentment. Nigga, I was there for you when you needed me. Oh, I guess, oh really, wow, wow, that's nice. That's nice, I guess, it must be nice. Okay, yeah, it must be nice. See you doing you, no invite, no invite. Word, when I had a birthday party, you were invited, you get it, oh, so I'm not invited to you. Oh, okay, wow. God, I hate that. I do not like that wild shit. That, that's like, that, that is nails on a chalkboard to me, but anyways. <laughs> the kids, my kids are doing it now, so I'm just like faced with it. But anyways, I'm just giving you all that tidbit about an impaired giver because if that's you, and you know in the pit of your stomach whether this is you, because it hits you, you feel a way. Hurt dogs holler, all right? When you felt that in your gut, because you recognize you're the person that types, hey, stranger, you're the individual looking to be invited. You see somebody on the Instagram and you DM them, no invite, question mark. If that's you, you are the impaired giver. This is not a hurtful realization. This is a freeing realization. Self-awareness is a part of the pillars of this podcast. Self-awareness, raising your vibe and your capacity for love, which is knowledge. This is self-knowledge right here, all right? The more you know about you, the more you'll love you, okay? So I'm giving you this to say, I would love if you were going through life, making sure you recharged you, putting more hues of blue into your DNA so that you always shine your truest color, even if you're around a classically red rose who will never go out of style. If you are a new creator around a classic hip-hop artist like Dr. Dre, like Jay-Z, 
like Rhapsody. I want you to be able to, when you're around them, still possess your own code, still keep your cadence, still rock the mic your way. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't hear you sound like M because you're on a voice with, you're, because you're on a song with Eminem. Your cadence shouldn't change. You ever meet somebody like that when they talk to someone who has an accent, they take on that motherfucker's accent? That is so funny. You have an American person speaking to somebody Spanish, and they'll be like, yeah, no, that's crazy. And it's like, no, 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 no. They are Mexican. You are, you know, black, or you are whatever you are. And there's no problem with that. It's just that sometimes when you're like, oh, my God, different from if you're somebody that's originally from the South and you've been in the North, the East, the West, and you've spoken so East, North, or West since you've been there, and then you get around somebody who's from your roots, that happens. You get around somebody that's from the South, you'd be like, yes. <laughs> My producer, Chris Cadenhead, is raising his hand. He's from uh, Soul Flow. He's from South Florida. By way of Alabama, ho, oh, he's so south. And so you get somebody that get, you know, talk about Alabama and be like, man, oh, man, that crazy, man, you know what I mean? I'm like, wait, what? He's like, I'm so sorry. This is not how I speak. I'm like, boy, shut up. But those, that's because those are your roots. That's different from your roots. You understand? But I want you to be able to be somebody who, even when you create harmony, you got to stay on your note, right? That's the only way harmony works. That's the only way a chord works. You have to remain you. And if you are a blue rose, meaning in this world of lils right now in the hip hop industry, if you're a new artist who happens to sound more like early 2000s hip hop, keep sounding like that. Don't switch up just because everybody else on the radio is sounding like something. You understand me? Don't, uh, I mean, well, let me not tell you what to do. Let me encourage you that you can keep your sound. There is nothing wrong with you being you. And if you happen to sound like early West Coast, Battle Cat, 2001, 99, around then, hip hop, sound like that then. Because if that's truly you, I hope that that's truly what you sound like, especially if you're from the West. Now, if you're from Kansas and you doing your best to sound like Snoopy, uh, that's not sound creation. That's imitation yet again. You know what I'm saying? So just because you're not imitating the current sound of the littles doesn't mean that you're not imitating. Always search and find you. Your sound is better. Why? Because it's yours. Nobody else's. All right? So I wanted to give you guys a little do a ditty with that poem, Blue Rose, in my first poetry book. And I'll give you the same website for uh, Raise It Up for raising up the same website for write out that you'll be able to get even my first book from and um you've also just got a little impromptu break it down how about that are you happy i'm happy are you happy because i'm happy okay so uh so i was gonna raise y'all up raise on, on some raise them up but i think this part would be very short because i did an impromptu Break it down. Uh, in raising them up, I wanted to show you what alignment and allowance looked like in relationship. Uh, in this industry, I get a lot of, oh, random, totally forgot to say even last podcast and the podcast before, I've started my own professional mentoring, situational, 
because I've had a lot of people uh, ask me questions, not just with the hashtag highwise, but like they want further in-depth back and forth on just some guidance of where they're going with their careers or how their personal relationships are affecting their careers. And so I've taken on a few clients. I won't take on no more than about five, and I got three without this little impromptu advertisement. But anyways, uh, uh, I've been taking on clients, and what I've noticed, a common thread in the three that I have currently, all of them have discussed personal and romantic relationships that happen to, mm, let me just say, play a part in where they are currently going within their goodness, professional development, their personal development, interpersonal development, their social development, and a few other places. So some of these relationships are kind of, imagine a, imagine a, imagine a tree without a thick, stable trunk blowing in the wind. That's sort of a sway. That's kind of what happens without alignment keeping you fully erect and up like a like an oak tree, all right? Uh, sometimes the relationships in your life can be like the winds, and they can kind of have you move this way and that way and every which way, but if your objective, like this podcast, is to go up and just grow up, when the winds of change blow, they can kind of turn you this way or... Ooh, I almost cracked my back. Damn, that felt good. Or turn that way. And then you can still grow up. Don't get it wrong. But you might have a little gangster lean with you, right? Might have a little gangster lean. That's not bad. Those are things that are helping you out. However, if you get any less firm in your spine, a wind can blow you over and uproot your tree. That's what I don't want, right? So... What is alignment and a relationship? Well, let's go there. What does an alignment within a relationship look like? Any relationship is made up of three parts. You, me, and us. Anytime an individual looks to only, not first, but only take care of him or herself, they effectively neglect two-thirds of the relationship the you and the us feature, all right? So when you're in alignment with yourself, when you're in alignment, now watch how this gets, when you're in alignment with yourself, the way that works in an interpersonal, especially a romantic relationship, especially amongst creatives, and again, all of you are creating what your life will look like. So you're all creators, not just individuals in the music industry, but I'm talking to y'all too, the individuals in the music industry. When you have alignment within yourself, what happens is you look at that person that you're in this relationship with and what they hopefully reflect back to you is everything you've ever worked positively towards in your own life. Whatever you're looking to make better, whatever your highest aspirations for yourself, those things are what I would call great alignment, even within a relationship. Alignment in a relationship says, I look at you and see the best 
parts of me. Now that sounds selfish, good. It should be. Iron sharpens iron, all right? And sometimes out in this world, this day and age, sometimes iron can look like aluminum, okay? And some people are having a great, great time talking about whatever they're talking about, like iron and aluminum, right? So iron and aluminum can look the same, but at the end of the day, you'll only know the density, the reality of one versus the other because one stands up in the spaces where the other bends. So if you are a strong, affirmed, dope, learning, abundant, fulfilled, fly motherfucker, whoever you are, your partner, ooh, they should be a mirror. You should be able to see the fly, the abundant, and the fulfillment within them. Here's what a lack of alignment might look like in a relationship. That person that you're with further roots and deeply affirms and confirms all of your insecurities. You always had a problem trusting men and you don't know what this nigga do when he take his phone out of the room. You've always had a deep distrust for women. And so you find the baddest girls with the biggest store-bought booties at the raunchiest, most easy-to-get-in-bed-at-the-end-of-the-night type clubs, settings, arenas, types of music that would attract those types of individuals, too. All of that. And because you are looking always at the insecurities, always at the fact that you'll never be able to trust a woman. Bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. And you can't... So you always, always looking at your insecurities, attract those same confirming energies into your realities. All right? So the aligned relationship reflects back to you everything you are on the way going up towards being the best version of yourself that you can be. A disaligned relationship reveals to you right back all of the insecurities that you say you hate. And you say you hate them because you always see them and you always see them because you always talk about them. You always talk about them because you always think about them. In other words, you get in this life what you focus on, all right? My question to you is are you focused on your fears and your insecurities or on your aspirations and your dreams? Aligned living, right? Aligned relationship. That's crazy, ain't it? It's crazy. But if I'm strong like iron and you're strong like iron, where would the aluminum show up in our relationship? If me and you is fly, how would us not be fly, right? That's what alignment looks like in a romantic relationship. And allowance is just letting the, just going with the flow, letting that happen, letting that be focused as a unit on what goes well in this life. What looks like disallowance in a relationship, I would say, would be you guys together, but you always talk about, man, what if we don't make it? 
man, I think that your baby dad really going to be the reason that we don't make it. Hey, what happens if I cheat on you? So if I get me a prenup that says that I won't be able to, it's like you're already setting up stock in the pile of life that you think you're going to be on. And if you're looking to protect your investments, if you're looking to always make sure that, uh-oh, I want to make sure if, if, this, if this person hurts me, then I will fill in the blank, you're already looking at if the person's going to hurt you. Don't be surprised when you aim at the things that you get. I tell my students when they walk in my class, I ask for expectations on the first day. And if my students sit there hemming and hawing, I'd be like, all right, if y'all expect nothing out of me, don't be surprised if you get nothing out of me, right? Make me teach. I don't teach at a high school, I teach at a college. That means that you paid me before you met me. Hello, demand information from me. Demand it and any other instructor that you're going to, right? So I hope you guys got some alignment and allowance with an intimate relationships perspective for this raise them up section. And moving right along, I have one hashtag high why. And this high why comes from a beautiful, awesome boss sound creator named Samantha. She is from Orange County, California, like a boss. Uh, her question is, how do you reel yourself back in from self-doubt and overthinking? Mm. Are there any signals that remind you to check back in and come back to calm? Number one, that's a G-ass question. That's first off, all right? Number two, I hear two questions in there. Let me answer the first. How do you reel yourself back in Smart, recognizing that you will cast yourself out. So you need to be reeled back in, right? How do you reel yourself back in from self-doubt and overthinking? Self-doubt is a feeling. Doubt is a feeling. And overthinking, over-analytics that go on in your brain when you question everything that you're doing and what you're on. There's a lack of comfort there's a lack of stability. There's a lack of security that happens when I hear about overthinking. Think about that, right? When I hear somebody overthinking, if you're overthinking something, when have you overthought breathing? Never. When you had to, when have you overthought taking a shit? Never. The feeling came, you knew what you had to do, you did it. Uh, when you were tired and you start yawning, and you're home and you didn't have to go to the studio that night, let's say, there's no overthinking here. Your body is telling you, hey, here's what I need. Let's go get in that bed, right? So there's no overthinking in what comes natural. So when I hear someone overthinking, I'm already, it's already implied that something unnatural is occurring. And probably something that you haven't thought about well or meditated on, so you don't know where you stand on it. My personal, my personal thoughts on self-doubt and overthinking is to come back to the land of balance. Come back to zero, all right? Sometimes if you feel depressed, you might be under zero. You might be a negative land. Or sometimes if you're over anxious and you're bouncing up and down, <laughs> some people think that all movement means progress. No. Sometimes you're jogging in place, going nowhere. 
Sometimes you're on a treadmill, burning calories, still going nowhere. Sometimes you're running around in a circle. You're going somewhere, but not nowhere. And even crazier still, sometimes you're just walking backwards. You're making no progress. You're literally regressing, right? To reel myself in when I feel like I've overextended, overcasted out myself to everybody, sort of like that blue rose, helping everybody solve their problems, do their thing, and be the best that they can be, feel good in their moments. What I end up doing is bringing myself back to balance by coming home, wherever home feels like it is at the time, doing fucking nothing. I know my day is successful if I have put zero miles on my car that day. I know my day is successful if I sat in my drawers, okay, at home, literally not posting on social media, not usually even looking at social media. I read books still. Maybe I'm old. Who gives a fuck? But I read my books. I, you guys are going to laugh. I do math. I do math. I do puzzles to literally just be devoid of thought. But the other way to look at that also is that I just meditate, bro. I meditate and bring thoughts to zero. Sometimes that means taking a nap. Sometimes that means just going to sleep for the night in general. And sometimes that looks like meditation, all right? Going for a walk in nature is doing something. And if I get the impulse after I've meditated, after I've sat and done nothing at home first, then I will pick up and I'll go for that walk in nature to kind of balance myself back out. But it really has all come to balance. If I've overcasted myself out, then I'm reeling myself in by bringing myself to zero, all right? I come down and bring myself to zero. Self-doubt, I talked about overthinking. Self-doubt, hmm. When I doubt myself, I write out like my book implies. So it's like a free write, a journal. And I just process to myself, where is self-doubt? That's not me. I wasn't created with the spirit of fear. I'm a fearless lover. I know, I, here's what, I gotta go back to what I know, my principles of life. What I know about me is I'm a fly bitch. What I know about me is can't nobody head me in my lane because my lane is my lane. What I know about me is, and I just go back and I start rah-rahing myself. If that feels good, and I sit with that and meditate on that for a second, maybe go take a nice bath with it, maybe watch something I like to watch, maybe just, just chill, I might invite someone in my, in my support system into that space and say, hey, what do you think about, I don't say, I was self-doubting, because I don't want to beat that drum. I don't want to give that any more energy, that thought, that idea. I start to talk about what I want to see from that area of my life. Hey, what do you think about, have you ever dealt with, talk about these things. Somebody in my support system, usually one of my damn sisters, usually. Uh, but usually just something that says, I'm not alone in this. I'm not crazy for feeling like this. And guess what? I'm human. I'm perfect, like episode, I think, three talked about, uh, my Wyan's words of wisdom. I'm perfect. I'm not invincible. So... I make sure that I reiterate that to myself. Bitch, you perfect. You got everything down. Literally going back and listening to stuff like this even helps. T 
telling myself why. You got this, girl. You know you got this. Those sorts of reaffirming things, I, I literally retreat back to what I know when I feel less than positive. Um, your second question, Sam, says, are there any signals that remind you to check back in and come back to calm? If I walk out of my house daily wearing clothes that are fit for the gym, and mind you, I got some nice gym outfits. So I'll even go to work or to the studio in a gym outfit knowing that I can throw on some nice sneaks or some heels or whatever I can and look like a boss. I'll go with a full-fledged face of makeup, get everything ready for the day, work, blah, 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 and then know that I can go to the gym. But if I start to see myself trying to get to the gym every day, AKA I'm dressing like I'm going to the gym every day, but I never make it to the gym, for some reason, that's one of my clear indicators. That's one. Two, I take note of how many times I can feel that I've smiled. When I haven't smiled enough, I will shut everything down, go on somebody like Tony Baker Comedy's page on Instagram, and literally, living lavishly, la lavish, lavishly, I need to just laugh. I will just be somewhere where I can have a ball and laugh and be on a positivity rampage. I will do that. I will do that. Um, but these are indicators where I know I, I'm feeling like I don't have control. And when I feel like I don't have control within and over my life, I'll do things that keep me always prepared for the next moment, like going out of my house wearing the gym clothes, because I'm trying to be ready for that next phase, for that next step, for that next, and I'm not enjoying my moments. I'm not enjoying just right here where I am, what I'm doing, sort of a thing. So when that happens, Sam, and when you, uh, you gotta know, but where did I learn? Oh, here's the funny part. Where did I learn my signals for my check engine lights when I know that I'm out of whack? In my master's program where all these trained therapists were being and we had to do a self-care booklet. What does self-care look like for us? Because we had to be able to identify what we look like when we're off kilter and disaligned so that my cohorts, my friends within my master's program for social work would, as trained therapists, be able to see it and call me out on it. A-Y, are those ASICs again? Yeah. Did you go to the gym today? No. Hey, let's talk. If they see me in ASICs and I'm always in these ASICs but I never quite make it to the gym, then they need to talk with me. If they say, hey, why? Those ASICs? Yeah. Were you at the, the center for wellness? Were you, were you jogging? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And they would let me be. But we literally couldn't, uh, we couldn't hide from one another. And that was such a freaking beautiful space. I wish all of y'all was just social workers. MSWs, because you guys would be, everybody, we all would be better people if we all were freaking MSWs, but MSWs from Long Beach State, of course, <laughs> go beach. Anyways, so yes, guys, and Samantha, the way that you recognize that you have signals is that you've had to spend time with yourself to self-analyze and say, wait, what do I look like when I'm out of whack? Where do I feel like? Where are my feelings? Because let me make sure that you know in this alignment and allowance thing, your feelings are your first check engine light that let you know, hey, hey, this is where you're at right now. 
did you want to be here? Hold up. This is where you're at. This is where you're at. And your feelings are just kind of like buzzing off. And if your feelings don't get your attention, it'll kind of seep into your thoughts. And your thoughts will be, hey, you know you need to, you know you need to. And if you miss all of the check engine light clues from those feelings especially, feelings first, your body will reveal to you. Your physical experience will reveal to you, secondly and most damningly, <laughs> where the fuck you are, where, where you are, where you're at, right? And I want you to be one of those people that look at the check engine light and go take your car in for service. I don't want your engine to fall out on the fucking 405. And then you say, hmm, I should have went to Lexus a long time ago. Right? Right. So that's my hashtag high wife for the day. Moving right along, moseying down this road. You guys, I thank you guys for really responding to the YN's words of wisdom. You guys DM me on at Raise It Up Y. You guys give me a lot of dope-ass feedback. Uh, I think my favorite has been, you're like the Tupac, Deepak Chopra, which is very sweet and awesomely sexy. However, that was also a line in Commons, uh, uh, Black America, the release of 2016, if I'm not mistaken. And I thought it was dope when he said it. So if you guys happen to <laughs> look at me like Common looks at himself or what he was saying, people looked at him like, I can dig it. I just want you guys to know that. Um, so again, thank you guys. Uh, and I'll get into these YN's words of wisdom. So alignment and allowance, huh? With alignment, you have full access to power, like an appliance plugged in to an energy socket. Allowance is the sound experience of trusting that energy flow to fully fuel your life in an unobstructed and uninhibited way. This life thing, it works pretty fun and effortlessly when you allow yourself to be picked up and carried away by aligned experiences or experiences that you have thought about, focused on, and called into your life by way of keeping them centered in your heart, mind, and soul as you live life happily. Please keep that word happy always somewhere in your life. So now I got something for you to picture. Picture for me, if you will, that you're in a cart pulled by a horse, okay? The horse is kind of looking to and fro this way and that way while you're the one with the sense of direction of where this whole production is going to go. So you devise this great idea and you dangle a carrot from the end of a stick that extends this strategic slice of motivation in front of the horse in every direction you want him to stir. So when you see the path and you want this horse to kind of veer left, you just take that extension with the dangling carrot and move it slightly to the left. And guess what the horse does? Walks slightly to the left. To the right, same actions. Can you see it? I hope you can. 
the horse, he has one singular focus. Get the carrot. Get the carrot. He doesn't see the trees that you've steered him out of the way of. He may not see the hiccups in the road that could trip him. He doesn't notice whether the road gets Grand Canyon trail thin or open terrain wide. His only concern is get the carrot. Get the carrot. Sooner or later, you will reach your destination and the horse graciously and happily gets his carrot. Now that distance could have been 60 miles or 600 miles. All that matters to the horse is that he finally got it. Imagine for me now that you, you are the horse. And God, as I like to call my energy source, but please feel free to call that energy the universe or great spirit, Buddha, Allah, however you want to call that driving energetic force that unifies us all harmoniously with love and positivity, that force is now your driver. All knowing that driver steers you away from the trials and tribulations, all of the distractions in life. Looking out on the journey as the horse, you might become anxiety-filled knowing that the trek to your desires and goals may take years to accomplish or that the road to securing your dreams may get very steep and hella narrow. My question to you, my question to you is what do you singularly focus on? The horse had the carrot for sure, but now you, what's your carrot? What do you keep dangled out in front of you so that you know this thing, this one thing that you're singularly focused on would be worth looking at and keep you inspired to remain righteous or on the path? Can you think of it? What might be your proverbial carrot? If you can't, I want to offer something. Please let me make this suggestion. With maybe some eyes closed, I want you to see yourself with a huge, huge smile on your face. Literally a smile bursting with orange and yellow sunny light all around you, a brilliant smile, one where you close your eyes, tilt your head back to an endlessly blue sky as you open your heart and part your lips for a deep breath of relief and appreciation. Smile harder in this vision still and even laugh in disbelief at the gorgeously fulfilled nature of your life. Now I want you to think, what puts that smile on your face? What puts that brilliantly beautiful smile on your face? For a new parent, it could be the health of a, it could be the birth of a healthy child. For a budding romance, it could be that first touch 
or a harmonious date. For someone in a wheelchair, it could be the sight of themselves successfully taking one step, two steps, three steps, and then walking themselves into a line and into the arms of someone who loves and supports them. Whatever that vision is, identify what you feel as that ecstasy-filled smile, that infectious smile spreads across your face. Joy, relief, happy, appreciation, accomplishment, safety, satisfaction, overall freedom, heart beating so proudly and loudly that your whole chest cavity feels it. Whatever that feeling is, if it's joy, relief, happy, appreciation, accomplishment, safety, satisfaction, freedom, or anything else, please know that that feeling and the feeling alone, that's your carrot. That feeling is your carrot. So aligning with that feeling sets you on the wavelength, the beginning of whatever picture that you've seen for yourself. That feeling is the vibe. Whenever you allow yourself to feel that feeling unabashedly and wholeheartedly, you are that horse stepping in the direction of all of your dreams. Your higher being, who is also your inner being, who is also your realist version of you, the real you, the never having been hurt you, the free to love you, the laugh too loud and I don't care who's looking like you did when you were five you. That you dangles the point of focus ahead of and in front of you. You might be in a room full of snakes, a dorm full of haters, a sea full of clout chasing, sound stealing, critical, cynical assholes. And guess what? It'd be no matter, never would you mind, because you've got you aligned to the core of what you and your source have realized is your destiny. So long as you're in tune, on your note, and in your alignment bag, shit. Trust and allow life to steer you to the clearest, most resource-rich way to your next level. Because it all comes back to you, boo. Y'all gonna get tired of hearing me say that, but I'll only stop beating this drum when its message stops being true. Changing the world is an inside job, and that is a lesson that I learned from attending an AA meeting while I was in grad school for a class on addiction. Where you focus is what you'll feel. Some of us are good for noticing all that is wrong with the world, while others of us, we tend to notice what's right with it. Keep in mind, both sides are 
correct. But focusing on a problem never puts you on the wavelength of the solution. When you are ready to start winning in life, you'll align yourself with the feelings and then the situations that are built for winning. That's the way all of this shit works. And none of us are exceptions. Align yourself with all that's good. Then allow yourself to be led by life, love, and all of the positivity the universe has to offer to the inspired actions that'll make all of your dreams come true. And those are my words of wisdom for today. And before I go, so today, today, I need to damn near do a whole recap of the paid dues from episode seven. I was so excited that I had my sisters with me that I forgot to give websites. I dropped some balls. I didn't drop balls. <laughs> yeah. So let's just say I had some hiccups in the presentations of paying dues last episode, episode seven, because we was too fine in the summertime. All right. So again, looking at these sexy ass braids. I want you guys to know that the lovely Kia Harper did these. And I have, look, you guys see that sexy little star? That little star? I love him. I love him. I love all my accents. You should have seen her. She was doing my hair. Kia Harper is one of my students from the first graduating class of 1500 Sound Academy. And she said, I'm gonna do your braids today. Why, do you like accents? I said, oh, girl, yeah, I like accents like Italian, like French. She said, oh, I- I'm sorry, I meant like accents, like in your braids. Like the, I was like, yes, I enjoy them too. <laughs> so at Kia Harper Braids, at K-I-A-H-A-R-P-E-R-B-R-A-I-D-S, uh, KiaHarperBraids.setmore.com. Setmore is spelled S-E-T-M-O-R-E.com. Kia Harper Braids is spelled like I just said it. You guys, go make an appointment with my girl and send her her deposit so she can start making you look as fly as me. <laughs> and Kia Harper's braids. I had to, I had to put them back. Like you see how they are now. You see how they is. So Kia Harper's braids. Hold on, let me give you some too. Kia Harper's braids, what I had to do was move them back to do my second paid dues to my baby Boava. I love him like no other. This is my Wava Life shirt at W-A-V as in Victor, A-L-I-F as in Frank E, Wava Life. And you can also do that wavalife.com and see all of the probiotic rich foods and drinks my baby brother as an entrepreneur creates all right he's a dope ass chef he makes really really good food in general so realizing that the gut is the second brain he started making brain food 
for your gut so you can absorb all the good nutrients that foods have to offer. He's majoring in food science at Cal State Los Angeles. He is a boss like none other, Warren Vaughn, Yandadig. And if you don't know who he is, you can go back to episode four and look at the episode called The Marathon Continues. He was my guest that day. That's my baby brother. And also my faux pas of episode seven with my crazy ass sisters. This is the new product, one of the new products, that my cousin, Maya, I love the do, Smith, and that's spelled at I-L-O-V-E-T-H-E-D-O-U-X. I love the do, that's T-H-E-D-O-U-X.com, the do. Do sounds French, because there's some extra lettering at the end of it, all right? But... My cousin has a new product called Good Day. I know that I've said on this podcast before, but I will say again, she infuses hip hop into her hairline. Talk about a sound creator. She created a hairline, a black women's natural hair care line for both straight uh, uh, and curly natural hairstyles as well as I surely just use some of her stuff on my braids Kia Harper don't be hating mm-hmm. to make it shine 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 and look cute and set down these baby hairs don't really look at the baby hairs though because Kia Harper did them right and I was really excited because I had baby hairs for like the first time on this podcast that somebody saw and I was gonna get her to do it again, but she's all the way in Orange County. I'm all the way in North Hollywood, so it ain't gonna work, my, my nigga. It ain't gonna work. Anyway, but Good Day is a finishing product that you go and put on your hair to complete your styles. Let me tell you how it smells like. Did you smell this? Hmm, it smells like cake. It smells like birthday cake. I'm not lying. That smells good as shit. Vanilla birthday. No, vanilla birthday cake. You want to go to cheesecake after this? Yes. Fuck yes. So, let me hurry up. These guys right here. Good day. All right, today was a good day. Just waking up in the morning. Gotta thank God. I don't know, but they seem okay. Look. So this is the point. Good day, bro. Good day. The funny part is I was going to say a lovely day. It's not lovely day at all. It's called good day. But that was me making up for my faux pas of last episode. I wanted to also give you guys some reiteration of sucker free. Nope. The sucker free wonderful hair shampoo. Get all that sucker shit out your hair. Huh? Clean it up. Like we cleaning up your vibe right here, cleaning up your area of focus right here. You saw Sucker Free in episode one, but because that was seven months ago, I got to make sure y'all still know what's up. And uh, before my girl did my hair and I washed my hair with this stuff, I just was like, damn, this stuff is... I forgot what you Black women are fucking hilarious. We're hard to market to in the hair market because if it don't smell right... We're not putting it in our hair. Mind you, I don't want sulfurate in my edges neither, girl. Don't worry. I don't want to walk around smelling like a dead egg, okay? The reality is, though, when something works good for your hair, put it on your damn hair. Quit being bougie. Anyways, um, last and certainly never least, the big sister. 
All right? If this is the baby, we did some stuff earlier with the baby. We did it earlier with the baby. Now you got the big sister. All right? Right out, babies. Right out is available at yanvon.com. W-Y-A-N-N-V-A-U-G-H-N dot C-O-M. Make sure you go pick up your copy. And I have a copy sitting in my car right now because I've signed it out to a wonderful supporter and I keep forgetting to put it in the damn mail. My team gave it to me and said, hey, you got an order, but you need to sign it first. I said, okay, that was so long ago. So I'm gonna send that gentleman some extra loving, maybe give him some. Oh, I wanna, I'm, oh, I'm gonna gift him something. I'm gonna gift him, oh, okay, shh, I, I already know what I'm gonna do. Anyways, just know that person I'm speaking to, he knows I'm giving that to you, okay? I'm not gonna say, cause I don't wanna say. There, that is. So, guys, do I have dates for you? God, I gave you guys so many dates last episode. This episode, we got um, the Emotions Geeks coming up. We're going to open up for the Whispers in Las Vegas, September 7th. Yay! Also, this month is August, and... It's, a, it's an unfortunate date now because August 16th marks one year of our queen, Aretha Franklin, no longer being with us. But August 16th, 2019 also marks 40 years of marriage for my parents. So it's like when it happened last year, you know I love 13s, right? So last year was year 39, 13 times 3. I was like, ooey, what a great day, blah, blah, blah. And then we get the news about Aretha. I was like, damn it, Aretha. So anyways, just so you guys know, if you guys want to send some love to Wayne and Wanda Vaughn, you guys can because they have duked it out for 40 years. No, I'm with you. No, they've been, they've been life partners for 40 freaking years, and that's no easy task. So those are the dates that I have for you. Oh, September, um, oh, some other stuff is happening. We have gigs in New Orleans and what, whatever. You guys just be looking on the page at R-A-I-S-E-I-T-U-P-W-Y at Raise It Up Y, and we'll be giving out dates for upcoming things. Just stay up with us, y'all. Guys, I thank you. I appreciate you. Y'all be having anywhere else in the world that y'all can spend a whole hour of your day and you give it to me and us. I am hella appreciative and I thank you guys every single month for tuning in and raising your own vibrations. I'm fucking proud of you. You guys are amazing. You guys are great. You guys go get that single summer, uh, not summertime. What, what do I got a single call? Uh, you guys go get that single sweet summer. Be on that vibe because it is a complete vibe and it should be out tomorrow on iTunes. I don't know. Don't hold me to that. Just be, you know, let, let, let life happen natural. Okay? Much love, positivity and everything else, stay real, y'all. Raise it up, why? Raise it up. Raise it up, why? Raise it up. He raise it up, why? 
Hey, raise it.